Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. What I'm going to discuss in this video becomes very important for setting up your team heading towards the big round 13 buy. Round 14 and round 17 and 20 are going to be just as hard considering it's coming off those big buys and you want to be fielding 17 or close to it in those matchups. I'm not actually sure which rounds will be worse. That round 13 where seven teams are out or round 14 when three are out, but you have to field four extra players. So I'm very, very excited to find out, that's for sure. But in this video, we're going to be going through that buy schedule, but I wanted to jump into footystatistics.com and show you something that I haven't used too much, and, and it's especially important come this time of the year. There's been six rounds now, and it's finding out the, the best averages for all our positions. So last week, I went through on the NRL Fantasy app, and that shows you the pricing for the guys and everything like that. But what you can do here is just select all of the different positions, and we're going to go through them one by one, like we did last week. And you know, with the hooking position, is very, very tough. And you look here at the, the top averages for the season, and it's the top three guys, and then it's clear daylight. Now that we've lost Jaden Braley, very, very sad news for, for Braley there. And also Adam Dewey, as we spoke about in that previous video there. But just, you know, really, really light in the in the hooking stocks here. You've obviously got that top five with, you know, Grant Cook, Robson. They're the, the 60 plus point guys. And then you've got Jerry Marshall King, who's a, like half an option, but he's never really done it long term. And he's never been one of those guys that's been super consistent. So he's a bit of a risk if you were to pick him up and you're not getting him at a much of a discount when, when he's about that 70, uh, 700K mark. So that's that with Jeremy Marshall King. You've got Reed Barney, who's very up and down. He had three bad ones in a row and people were like, oh, i got to get him out of my side. And he was the best scorer last week. And then Wade Egan's had two concussions and is, is going to be out for at least the next game and you know doesn't really have a, a nice low break even either. So everyone under that, you really don't want to be looking too heavily in as sort of your keeper. So... What it looks like here is guys like combinations like Harry Grant and Robson, if you expect Robson not to play Origin, is probably going to be the best play there. It would have been Harry and Braley, just have that slightly cheaper guy and you could use the money elsewhere. But you see a lot of the top teams with Grant and Robson, I think that's the play. If you were to go Cook and Robson as well, that's going to work out okay, considering Cook's going to be out in round 13 as well. So either one of those three is going to be the play. If you don't have enough money to go to either of those guys, then... You know, Jeremy Marshall King and Reed could be that you know, semi-decent option. Jeremy Marshall King plays in 13. Reed doesn't. So that's something to think about there. But 
really having a mixture of those top guys is going to be the best play heading into that buy period. Uh, let's have a look at the mids because, you know, hook and position, we'll speak about some of the cheapy guys in in Sonny Luke and potentially who might play for Jaden Braley in that buy, hold, risk, it, sell video with Scoop. Let's move to that mid section. And you look here and there's multiple guys averaging 60 plus. So in the hooking position, there's three. Well, pretty close with Robson at 59 and a half. But in the mid section, you do have five. And that does include Jermaine Hopgood, who a lot of us are probably looking at selling this week with the minutes that he got last week, the output that he provided but also having Junior Barlow coming back there in this upcoming week in round seven. So really there's four guys in that position and Madison's only played a few games and I know a few picked him up last week and picked up that awesome 60 there. Payne Haas is 68, Yo at 64, Murray at 63. You look at those three guys and they're all going to be in origin. Madison's a chance of playing some bench origin, I would imagine as well, uh, especially with you know Angus Crichton slowly coming back into the fold. I doubt he gets picked, so... Maybe Maddo is that guy that they use. And I really think they should use Maddo. He's, he's a great man in the middle there for, I think he would do well for uh, in the Origin Arena and can cover obviously middle edge, a few different positions there for sure. Then you go to guys like Josh King and he hasn't scored this well long-term and he could potentially drop down a little bit. Joey Tarpany still going to be a great option. Carrigan people are looking to move on. So really everyone else in that top position, you want to have at least one to two of these guys at least all the way up until Origin. Then you can kind of make some decisions there on a few of these other guys like Tarpanir, like Josh King, like Tohu Harris if he's back. So it might be moving down slowly to a couple of these, you know, just below the top tier guys. But right now it's really important to have a couple of these top top players there, Haas, Yo, Haas, Murray, Haas, uh, Madison, and, and, those, and the like there. If you are holding taps, hopefully he's back next week, but then he has a buy in round eight and I'd be looking to pick him up in round nine. Uh, there is my general thoughts. So that's the mid position. Again, we'll speak about a lot of the, the medium to, to lower tier guys in the other video. But in this one, just wanted to focus on them. Then you look at the edge position. And this is a, a spot there where there's a lot of guys in the 50s, but no real top scorers. And Hosking's only done it for three games, but he's a 69. Isaiah Papali is one we want to look at. And we spoke about Hopgood already. So Papali for feeder. They're, just, they're the kind of next top tier guys. And then you have Frizzell coming on really, really good and doing a great job. It shows you here that Eli Katoa is down in the ninth position there. So 51.8 is his average. And it looks like you probably just hold him. Guys like Trent Oro, probably one you want to potentially move on a little bit earlier than Eli, just because he is providing really good scores in that edge position. So a mixture of all, a mixture of all these guys. Obviously, you've got Jacob Preston as well in your side and potentially, you know, Cardi, Jack Bird. They're all in that top 15, which is, is really nice to see. So I don't see a clear need to pick up any of these gun edges at the moment i think eventually we're gonna to have to move on from cartwright and uh you know guys like trend oro preston or ellie katoa one of them probably stays in your team longer term but guys like fafita definitely gonna be an option isaiah Papali, i'm really looking at probably after their buy or after their second buy so in that sort of middle of the origin period is where we're looking at someone like that but they're all uh, potential options at this point, there's not a heap of the of guys in this team that would be looking at Origin. You've got Colin Matungi who might make it. Liam Martin will be there for sure. Frizzell is done with Origin, so he's someone that plays in 13 that could be an option for you. And very surprisingly, Lockie Fitzgibbon continues to be consistent there uh, at this point of the year. you got Satili Tupanua returning. Angus Crichton potentially as well soon. So Nat, does he become less of an option? Tommy Gilbert's a bit up and down. So there's plenty of conjecture in this edge position. Whilst it's been such a great position for us all year, it's going to be interesting longer term how that plays out. 
you look at the halves now, and obviously there's some clear top guys. Toby Sexton moves into uh, above Nathan Cleary, so obviously he's a better option than Nath at this point of the season. What a game that was for Toby. Uh, very happy for him, that's for sure. So Nico Hines, obviously the, the clear best option at the moment. Him and Cleary, and the question this week is, is it worth it for you to spend the million bucks just over that to pick up Hines rather than spending some money in other positions? So maybe you go for a hooker instead of you know a gun, second gun hooker rather than going for that extra half if you're sitting there with you know the mixture of the Cleary, uh, Johnson, Moses, Munster, DCE, Reynolds, Sammy Walker, those types of players there. Do you spend that money to go up to one of those top tier guys like a Heinze or do you go to a top tier hooker? So that's the thing you need to think of here. A lot of these guys averaging really well. We have six guys averaging over 60 and if we take Toby out, that's five with you know DCE just under that at 59. Moses, I still think is a great option heading into this week. He's going to be that little bit more expensive. Thankfully, not too much after his low score last week, but a really great one in the week just gone. And yeah, they have a really nice run coming up. So I can see Moses really dominating that one, playing left and right a little bit and yeah, just putting, just having the ball on a string yeah, a lot of these games. So he's a very interesting one. And yeah, as I said, do you pick up Heinze? But there's a lot of great plays in here. Even Cody Walker's on the up as well. You've got uh, obviously our good man from the dogs there as well. I can't even remember his name at the moment. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Uh, Matty Burton. Good memory. God, must have, must have had a bad sleep to last night. Uh, but yeah, there's plenty of good options there. Dewey would have been one as well, but unfortunately his ACL has cooked that plan as well. Uh, and Benny Hunt, he's probably a little bit one of those guys that I think you need to stay away from. I can't believe I forgot Matty Burton. There you go. Uh, good to see that on the video. We move on to the center position. And this is a very tough one. If you're looking at prices, I was having a quick look at these guys and majority of these top bunch will be over 600. Tungor will be over that as well. He was just a tad under that. Hammer's going to be the one that's a little bit down on that. So he's just the cheapest of the bunch. Even Will Pettacini averaging really well. Uh, he's going to be up close to that 600 as well. Val Holmes just over 600. Uh, Farnworth up there close to that as well. So most of these guys in this position are sitting around that price. And you know, which one do you pick? You know, Jack Bird doesn't play in third. Uh, he plays in 13. So he's an interesting one for sure. Guys like Gagai, Graham potentially can make origin. You've got uh, Bird, who won't, as I said. So Raymond, who won't as well. So he's a, a sneaky one. I think they have a buy in round 13 as well, which we'll look at in a sec. But yeah, they're all the potential options in that position. If you're looking forward towards round 13, I really do think you need to have one eye on uh, the first couple of buys, the 13 and 14. Sort of anything before that, 10, 11, 12. Uh, you've got the Knights, Dolphins, and also the Warriors in those three games. Not something you need to stress too much over, but it's the ones after that. You know, really only round nine you might have to stress a little bit about if you have four Storm players, like if you have Grant, like I don't personally, but Grant, Oro, Katoa, and then like a Josh King or, or something like that, a Munster, whatever you've got. Uh, Warbrick is obviously another one, uh, but we might be moving him on before then. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that this week for sure. But a lot of these uh, centers are actually doing really well. And anything above that 45 mark is what we want. So Farnworth is on the brink of that. And then Manu will be up there for sure. Anyone under that, Katoni Staggs, I think is a sell. Just isn't able to produce the gun totals there, and you could trade Stags to one of these guys with a you know only a little bit extra cash that you that you need to get him. Gags will probably fall off a cliff a little bit. He seemed to do seems to do that last year. He uh, that happened to him. He started really well and then fell away. But you know Knights have been playing better. I think Braley being out of that squad now is is really damaging to his scores for sure uh, and and the Knights longer term. Uh, but yeah, Hammer. He's a sneaky one because he's got that wing fullback and the center jewel. So he's the best option there around that one. And then you've got obviously Jack Bird who can cover edge and center. But 
you know, Edge is a pretty busy position at the moment for sure. So Joey Manu comes into effect soon, I think, but Roosters definitely need to improve before we look at him. And I think Jackson Barlow there, you know, if, if Roosters aren't, like he's getting, not lucky, he's playing really well, but he's getting lucky to get a bunch of tries and get plenty of options down that right side. Um, when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But if the Roosters are going to continue to play like they did last week, then he's not going to be a clear top guy there. The wing fullback position is probably the most interesting one out of all. You actually have a fair few guys that are averaging 50-plus. you got Latrell Karaz, Walshie there, Asako, crazily enough. Lockie Miller at 56. That's been great. Dylan Edwards at 62 and Greg Marzu at 65. So I think, Greg, you can pop him probably down here in terms of best options, I would say, somewhere in that mid-tier. Dylan Edwards has absolutely been amazing, and he's improving year on year. You know, we spoke about him just being more of a one-sided player, and now he's popping up on either side. And with you, the the Panthers doing so well there, I think Dillbags, uh, Dillbags, I'm going to call him Dillbags Edwards, um, is going to be a a cracking option as well. Considering he's going to be just priced at just above that 50 mark with that massive score on the weekend, obviously averaging now 62. He was in the mid 50s before that 98. But he's one of those guys that I think can continue to score well, along with the other guys in that team, the Isaac Tungors, the, the Toors there, even Crichton's going to do pretty well, and Taruva as well. So, yeah, he's definitely one of those guys that you could lock in for you know, consistent scores each and every week who won't play Origin. It's going to be very important through that middle period, and I wouldn't push you away from picking him up this week. Greg, the only reason I'm, I'm pushing you away from him is that he's a winger in a team, I think, that's going to struggle a little bit more. He'll still score a bunch of tries, and he'll have those games where he has 200 meters plus and 10 tackle breaks, uh, but he'll also have lighter games. And on the weekend, he scored a double and got 48. So there'll be games like that where he doesn't get that second try, and he gets like a 30, and that's a little bit frustrating there for sure. Reese Walsh obviously just looks amazing at the moment, so he'll be one of those keepers at the end of the year, maybe like a fifth or sixth guy, especially when you've got Teddy coming back into the fold eventually and will be back up into the 50s. Yeah, you imagine Tom Trevojevic ends up somewhere in around that 50 mark as well, I'd say. Uh, Latrell will pop up a little bit more. Carraz probably stays similar. Asako should fall out of that 50s uh, mark there as well. So, yeah, definitely a, a bunch of good options there. Brian Toto, one of those cheaper guys that you could pick up this week. Ruben Garrick out. Unfortunately, he'll drop down in his, uh, obviously, scoring. He's average there at 41, but uh, shouldn't be playing likely next week as well. So, Wing fullback position is a bit of a tough one over the next bunch of weeks, and I know a lot of us are moving on or hoping to move on. Warbricks, the Chesters, uh, you know, Sloan eventually, those and, and Param eventually, those type of guys. So it's going to be a very interesting position, and it has the ownership percentages there as well. So Warbrick just under 50% of total teams. Hammer just under 50 as well. So he's really hurt the non-owners. Uh, there's plenty that have him there, and still lots with Teddy 
Uh, I think a bunch would have traded as well. I think that's as active teams after round five, which should hopefully change over the next day or so. But that is that. So let's move on down to the buy planner here and speak about the next three rounds because that's the, the video we're going through here. And from round seven, so Sharks come off that buy and they have a nice clean run all the way to round 13 now. But, you know, Dragons are sitting there with Raiders, Roosters, Dogs over the next three. So nothing too bad. Uh, I think they should have should have some closer contests. And that should be okay for Sloney. Uh, Jack Bird, I still think, is a cracking option, guys. So you get him all the way through, Jackie B, all the way through to round 16, which is great news. So he's definitely someone on my radar over the next few weeks for sure. As someone that I could slot in that I don't have to worry about in 13 or 14, which is going to be really important. You're looking at the Eagles there, and they've got Storm, Tigers, Titans. So again, should be okay over the next three weeks. If you do have Tabojevic, I would be holding. If you have Garrick there, I would be holding, considering he's likely going to be back for Tigers and Titans, which I think will be good for him. He could come out and get you 70s and 80s, and, and you know, if you trade him out there, you'll be very upset. Panthers there, Knights, Rabbitohs, Tigers. Again, some good good out, uh, good matchups there. Even against the Rabbitohs, it's going to be a fun clash. But against the Knights without Braley this week is a bit of a tough one. And I think Cleary could do great again. He'll be my captain as always. Roosters there, Sharkies, Dragons, Warriors. So you're looking at really some, some decent games there as well. This one will be tough and then it gets a little bit easier from there. So if you are holding a bunch of these uh, Roosters players, Suali'i, for example, um, I'm looking at potentially holding him. Uh, he didn't actually play too bad last week. There was a few times there Remus actually played really good defense and was able to catch him around the legs and do a good job. The Eagles one's an interesting one, guys. So they have the buy in round 14 and they have a bit of a, a rest from there in terms of buys, which is good. So a few games there, they'll get him for round 15 and 16 at a minimum there. And you know, that's obviously helpful having someone like uh, those guys for that Knights game in round 13. Uh, Titans there, so they'd obviously just had their buy of recent times, but they do have in 13 as well. So the next few teams are all in, out in 13, so keep thinking of that. Especially, if it was, you know, this week we can get three trades, so being able to make the correct trades is going to be really important this week. And, you know, having one eye on, you know, round 13, 14, 15, 16, I think it's going to be super important when you make those trades. And, and have a look at when they have their buy, obviously Raiders next week, and, you know, the Storm in round nine, so something to think about for sure, along with, yeah, potential Knights replacement hooker, whether it's Crossland or something like that. At a pretty awkward sort of low price there in the, in the mid 350s, 360s. Then, you know, him having his buy in 10 and 14, is that, you know, too many buys in that period? Or do you move him on in round 14 if you were to make that trade? Something to think about. Okay, let's uh, look at Sharks then. So Sharks come back and they've got Roosters, Dogs, Cowboys. So decent games, to be honest. If you're looking at someone like Heinze uh, and then Dolphins in round 10, Seagulls, Knights before their buy in 13 so <clears throat> we can make our decision on Heinze what's going to happen with Origin if he does make it but if uh, he'd have a buy anyway in round 13 so if you're trading him in it's for these six clean rounds and you can make a decision from there Tigers a big worry this week anyone you have in Tigers and the only ones worth holding it would have been Dewey but people are going to be looking at Appy Coruscant but they do have a buy in round 13 anyway I've seen a few people talking about Appy Isaiah Papali is another one as well uh, that I think, you know, with their buy in round 13, is a bit annoying, but you would, if you get him in round eight, you get him all the way through to 13. He plays in that 14 one, which is going to be important. And then, you know, potentially you have a lot of edges in your team anyway that can cover, considering you can only have 13 and you're playing roster for round 13. Uh, but you have him playing in round 16, which is a big win. So Isaiah Papali, either in round eight or clearly in round 14. Raiders there, a bit of an awkward one, as I said, with Tarpany, but if you get Tarps in round nine, you get him all the way through to 16. So he's an interesting one to look at in the mids. 
other than that, not too many guys to potentially hold. We'd probably get Xavier Savage back in nine or 10, but yeah, is that a bit of a risk? I think so. Storm guys, so we've got uh, the Eagles in round seven, Warriors in round eight. So if you've got any of those guys, I think they're clear holds, yeah, even potentially Warbrick, but up to you if you want to trade him or not. I think most of his money-making potential days is over. So two games there and then the buy in round nine. So something to think about with those guys. They have a buy in nine and 13. So any of those guys are going to miss two of the next seven games. Something to think about. And then you've got... The Knights there, so again, with Braley out, makes it a little bit tough, but Panthers, Cowboys, Eels is a bit of a tough stretch. Um, so outside backs, avoid potentially bringing them in. I understand why you'd be holding Miller. He'd probably be there for the whole season. They have a buy in 10 and 14. Dolphins there, we've got Bunnies, Titans, and Raiders. And yeah, it's an okay run for them. I'm not too stressed about guys like uh, Hamaso, but this could be a tougher game for him for sure up against the Bunnies in this one, considering he scored a bit low against the Dragons. Uh, when they got beat, if they were able to get beat here by the Bunnies, then potentially a lower score for Hammer again. But should do well against Titans and the Raiders, you'd imagine. For the Warriors, there you've got Cowboys, Storm, Roosters. So pretty tough for them, but I think this week will be fine. They probably beat uh, the Cowboys, uh, considering they had a, a matchup against them in round three and seven. It's funny how they've done this with the draw, but a good one this week, and you can kind of look at them. But Storm, Roosters, Panthers, those three games after that. So outside backs would be a bit of a stretch. Uh, but guys like Sean Johnson, I'm not, I don't think I'm worried about considering his base at the moment. And Warriors playing pretty good. That was a really fun game to watch, actually, that Knights and the Warriors game. I enjoyed that. Apart from the injuries. So, Dogs are next. So, Eels, Sharks, Dragons for them. They have their buy in round 13. So, you get them all the way through to them. They play 16 as well. So, really, if you're holding Warri uh, Dogs guys all the way through till their next buy after round 16, would be the play with them. And, you know, their run over the next three games, it's it's fine. If you've got a bunch of their outside backs, Alamodis and stuff, I'd just be clearly holding. You know, Eels, Sharks is going to be a bit tough, but Dragons, Raiders, Warriors, Titans after that. I think Alamodis a clear hold all the way through that with Centre being tough and him a bit of an awkward price that so you'd have to go up you know, a couple hundred K to get a good one, or an even better one than Alamodi. And I think Kikau being back, they're going to be able to use him as a bit more of a decoy runner and, and get some early ball for Alamodi. Without Adokar, is going to be a bit of a worry and I'm... Interested to see who they're going to pop on that wing, whether it's Braden Burns or, or what they do with that one. Eels, so we get them all the way to 14, guys. And we said how nice their draw was coming up. Bulldogs, they do have the Broncos in, in uh, round eight, which will be harder. But Knights, Titans, Raiders, and Rabbitohs and Cowboys to finish. So I think Moses can do really well. Deal Brown as well, but he doesn't look as good as he was last year. Uh, getting you know, the odd try assist, but still scoring under 50 in most weeks. Cowboys, I'm just worried about them. I wouldn't be bringing in many of their attackers. You know, guys like Val Holmes are going to be fine. You know, Warriors, Knights, the next couple, but then Sharks, Roosters. So, Brock Cowboys need to improve, that's for sure, and they aren't going that great at the moment. And then you've got the Broncos to still have an easier round here in Titans, and then, yeah, they need to bounce back after their loss. Walsh, you'll still do well. And then you've got Eels, Rabbitohs, uh, which is a bit tough, and then Seagulls, Storm, Panthers. So, Broncos has been a very interesting run for them considering how well they did at the start of last year and then how they fell away. Uh, I, I really want to watch how they come out of this for sure. And then Bunnies, clearly they're running all the way through to 16. So both of these teams do. And then I'd be moving on a lot of their players in round 16 there. But uh, the, the Bunnies to finish, so Dolphins, Panthers, Broncos. So it doesn't really get much easier for them. Probably a slightly easier one here with the Dolphins than you know what they had against the Storm and, and uh, you know the Roosters and the Eagles. But they were able to dominate Bulldogs, and can they keep up that form over the next few weeks? That will be interesting to watch them, and especially how they play against the Panthers. And you know, 
can Dolphins show the form like they did last week against the Cowboys or will that fall away against the Bunnies in this one? So I hope that was really informative. I hope that helped you out with your decisions coming into Teamless Tuesday this afternoon. Thank you so much for watching these videos. I know there's going to be you know, three out today, which is a lot, but a condensed week makes it pretty tough to, to fit all the content I want in. So as I said, hope this is important. Catch you later. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.